Welcome again to another episode of Hey Doc, Do You Have a Second? Today I'm going to rant about some stuff. Lately I've been reflecting on previous years of my career and I've been doing some thinking. Sometimes you just need to go through some rough stuff so that you can flip a switch and start improving or reset and get on the right track. And looking back, I've had a lot of a lot of times where I went the wrong way or did the wrong thing and and I faced the consequences of my actions. So, you ever been walking through the Navy Exchange and wonder why all the Naval Pride and Heritage gear is horrifically ugly and you wouldn't actually wear it? Have you ever wanted some really cool gear and you just don't know where to go? Well, I got you, fam. Go to dgutsapparel.com immediately. Get yourself some Naval Pride and Heritage gear you'll actually wear in public. Uh, we're working on new designs all the time, open to ideas. We're trying to create a brand that uh, lets you display that pride, but doesn't make you cringe. Uh, also, if you're willing to and you're able to, please go to patreon.com slash podcast. Pick one of the five tiers and become a patron today. Let's get into it. All right, so I have, I'm just going to be up front. I have an SP eval taped to the, the wall next to my desk. And I have that there so that people can who, who visit my office or my CCC office, they can see that everyone has a different past. And not everybody has had a smooth go about the organization that we're in. And this could be, you know, military, non-military. You know, everyone has hiccups along the way in their chosen career or whatever. I'm not really going to get, you know, I'm not going to really harp on the military aspect of it, but there are some things that we do differently in the military, and sometimes there's consequences to your actions in the military versus when you're not. Now, this SP eval that I have, you know, it, and it states non not recommended. Now, as far as a career goes and... As far as you know, promoting and, and doing well, if you get slapped with an SP eval because you did something stupid, well, that kind of puts a damper on the future of where you go from there. Now, I have that taped on there so that when people see it, maybe it strikes a conversation because I love to tell the story to people around me at work because I use it as a, you know, just because you get knocked down doesn't mean you have to stay down. Or maybe you get knocked down because you 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 had tunnel vision and you didn't see the big picture and someone needed to put you back on track. So I have it there not just as a bragging because no one should ever brag about being in trouble. No one should ever brag about course correction. But some of us have gone through those things and it's a shame if we don't share our story for the better of our sailors beside us. So my SP eval states, not recommended. It says, you know, it's, it's, it spells out my NJP punishment and all that stuff. And I'm not really going to go into the fine details of why I went to NJP. But let, let's paint the picture of my first duty station. And it, 
And I've been thinking about this stuff because I've had people actually come by and ask me about it. Some of them, I told them why. And some of them, I said, hey, case by case, I tell the story or not, really. To, it depends on who you are and, and, and your situation. But because I don't want to just be wide open about it. I pick and choose. So I, I go to my first duty station. I joined the Navy to get away from small town and just restart. And, you know, I went through boot camp, went through core school, did all these things, found a, you know, passion for, you know, the Corman rating. I I, I love, I had a great time learning about our rating and, and what we do in the school. And then I got to my first duty station and it was back to full freedom. And man, the East Coast is strict. Let's say that. Uh, you get caught, you get caught walking down the sidewalk wrong and you may get checked and, you kind of you you kind of live on your toes there, probably for good reason, to be honest. Because people like I, people like me, who was walking around, you know, not being that smart, it's probably for the for the best. I get to my first duty station. It's like living in a dorm room with a bunch of people, and I got surrounded by the wrong crowd. We'll say that. I started doing some stuff I wasn't supposed to be doing. It's a small navy, so I'm not gonna if I tell. If, if, if I mention the exact thing I did and why I went up, well, someone's going to know who I am and I don't want that out. And I, and I say that because I mentioned this story to my chief and then she told me I was at that command. I remember you. I remember, I remember the stories floating around the command about your situation. So, well, crap. Of all people to work with, someone who knows my dirty laundry. But, I mean, she don't hold it against me, so whatever. Yeah, I, I started hanging out with the wrong crowd and doing some stuff I shouldn't have been doing. And I, and, I, and I went along doing these type of activities for a few months. Got careless, got complacent, didn't really have good guidance on what you should and shouldn't be doing. But at the bottom line, it was obvious that the people around me and myself, we were doing stuff that we weren't, we weren't we weren't supposed to be doing. But for some reason, I put on the tunnel vision, the blinders, and I, and I was like, yeah, it, whatever. I can, I can just keep doing this stuff, and it, no harm, no foul. So that was months of doing some stupid stuff in a certain location. I wasn't supposed to be doing stupid stuff, and I'll leave it at that. Months went by. I then met my wife, or girlfriend at the time, and I moved along. I moved away from these people, started you know, stopped. Uh, I stopped participating in activities such as those that I was doing. And we'll say six months will go by. I just got done with training uh, as ASF. Loved it. It was really cool. I actually kind of liked it better than the the Corman stuff I was doing at the time. Because you remember, at this time I was in. At this time, I just moved to medical records, and I started learning my job there. And you know, I was trying to. I was trying to be a better person, working the gate, working some uh, Corman stuff as well. We we would do the gate duty for like a month at a time, and and at the towards the end of my month long uh, stint of working the gate every day, I get a phone call from my MA one, you know, hey Seaman so so, come down to the MA's office in the hospital. We need to talk to you. So, and at, at this time, I was thinking, well, crap. I must have done something on the gate that I wasn't supposed to do then, but I am totally unaware of anything because when I went through ASF Academy, 
they they made it very aware. If you get caught slipping up, you're going to get in trouble. So I never, I, I tried to be on my P's and Q's because, you know, I, I got away from the crowd I was hanging out with. I, I got a job that was very strict. You know, gate is pretty, pretty serious. It can be very, very serious, but for the most part, it's, you know, not that bad. But I didn't, I did not want to get caught slipping because, a little backstory, the first time I got in trouble, I showed up late to the gun range as part of ASF. And they tell me, eh, no harm, no foul. Don't do it again. Everyone's late every once in a while. And we've all heard that, you know, phrase. That excuse to not reprimand on the first go. And that's a smart practice. But I was really dumb. And I didn't take it serious. And I don't know why, because I was very, very new. Very, very, very new. I, I, I had not established myself yet. The next day I showed up late again. To the same gun range. The head of the police station pulled me into his office and is like, hey, what the crap? You show up late one day, we give you a free pass, and you show up the next day. Just go report to your chain of command. Because we're not even gonna we're not even gonna entertain it. They can handle your complacency, your lack of care. So I go straight to my LPO's office and they go, they barely even know me. Like I'm I'm new. They go, Hey hey dude, you goofed up. It's early in your career here. Please don't do this again. Sign this. You're going to show up to duty at 5.30 every at 5.30, three days this week, and that'll be your punishment. And I thought that was fair. You know, I did my time. I showed up to duty. I thought that was a fair punishment. I showed up late, so, and I ruined part of your day, so you're going to ruin part of my day by making me show up super early. I'm talking about 5.30 in the morning to the duty hut, and they they had to make sure, you know, I showed up. Cool. Now back to getting called into the MA1's office. I had no idea why I was getting called there. I'd already, I'm already on the wrong foot in the ASF, but I'm trying to do my best. I go in to see him. He starts reading my rights. Now, for people who went to DRB, NJP, you should be read your rights. They're very similar to the common rights that you would hear from a cop. Um... They're a little different, but he started reading my rights and I said, I don't, I don't, what, why am I signing this stuff? I don't even know why I'm signing it. I don't know what this is about. And finally we went back and forth and I finally, he finally, I finally realized what it was about. I said, okay, I'm going to shut up and sign these, sign these uh, rights. So I did that. And then I go to my LPO's office and they're like, Hey man, you're in deep water. We can't help you because whatever you did. If you did it, it was out of our hands. We can't protect you. Not that I should have been protected, but if my LPOs would have caught whatever I was doing, you know, they could have handled it at that level. But it was already at the big command level and I was screwed. I then get notified I'm going to DRB. I have since been told DRB is different than what it used to be. It's very much fact-based or fact-finding whatever. The experience I had in DRB was not pleasant. We'll say that. It was nothing short of humiliating. And I'm not going to say I wish I didn't do it because I needed something like that to show me the seriousness of what I got myself into. And I needed to be humbled and I needed to be basically punched in the face, figuratively, 
so that I would reset and realize maybe I shouldn't be doing these activities. So I come out of the DRB and how I got to the DRB, the activities that I was partic- par- participating in prior to me meeting my wife, the guy I was participating it with got caught doing some stuff and he got called on the DRB a week earlier. They asked him who was involved and he ratted me out. So there I am. I show up to DRB the next week alongside this guy at his second DRB for the same issue. I come out and my CMC at the time pulls me in his office and he's like, I was thinking, hey, maybe, maybe this is where it ends because it, it can always end at DRB. But sadly, no. My, my CMC says, hey, come here. Yeah, you're going to CO's mask. I'm going to recommend this to go all the way up. Um, what you did is serious and you need to face your consequences. I say, good to go, CMC. And then the fear really sank in. The the impending doom sank in pretty hard at that moment. So now I, at this moment, I'm realizing, hey, I need to do something different with how I'm conducting myself at work and outside of work. And long story short, I go to XLY. My chain of command has to talk about me in front of me. At CO's Mass, my chain of command is there as well. And they all give their you know, spiel on how they think I am as a sailor, as a person, and whatnot. It's a very humiliating uh, experience. Let me say that. There's nothing worse than standing in front of a man or woman, and they're talking down to you as almost like a parent. They, they don't raise their voice or anything. They talk to you very level, level-headed, and they just say, they tell you how it is. And that's probably more, that's probably scarier than getting yelled at, in my experience. So my, my CEO's mass, they, you know, they, they reduce my punishment from what it could have been. Coming out of it, I, I realized I was a, I was an example set at this command to, hey, this is what these guys were doing. Don't you ever do it again because I've set the precedence. This is what you'll get, if not worse, if you're caught doing this kind of stuff again or another person getting caught doing this stuff. So then I'm doing my punishment for the next 45 days. Uh, The things that you have to do during extra duty and stuff is just, it's meant to keep you busy and put a kink in your, your, your daily plans. Because you're not gonna you you have to be at this certain place at the same exact time every single day six days a week until you've served all the days that you're supposed to serve, and it's just a reminder every day. Hey, you messed up. Hey, you messed up. Hey, you messed up. But I needed that. I needed to be kicked in my teeth and said, "Hey, wake up! You have this great opportunity in the Navy. You haven't even been in for a year, and you're about to mess it up." Well, I've been in a little bit longer than a year at this time, but I'm still very new. And I needed that. I needed to, hey, you're going to mess your career up if you don't get back on the on the straight uh, on the straight path here um, that's very easy to obtain in the Navy. It's easy to stay within the parameters because the parameters are not hard to stay within, if that makes any sense. And I came out of it, but I came out with some punishment. I came out of an SP eval, and I came out of, as the black sheep of my clinic because when I went up for DRB and XOI and, and, and CO's mask, you're, you're wearing your, your your dress uniform randomly in the day and everyone knows why you're wearing that. And then you stand in the hallway before you go into DRB, XOI, CO's mask and people that are walking by the hospital, they see you. It's just a constant reminder that, hey, you're doing stuff that you're not supposed to be doing. 
we're here to try to fix that. And ultimately, that's what DRB and XOI and Seals Mass is for. Good order and discipline. And a reminder to everybody that we need to be good stewards and good people and good coworkers. We need to be stand-up people within the organization. And if you're not, we'll handle it or as need be. So what does that do to a career? Well, at the time, you know, you know, for, for making E4, you had to have a year's worth of evals. So for a year, for, for a year until that ev- that SB eval dropped off, I'm not even recommended for promotion. Now, if you get, if you get slapped on SB eval from NJP or nowadays FMF quals, and you're an E4 or E5 or E6, good luck ever making rank again. I'm glad that I went through that experience early on and fixed myself then instead of halfway through a career. Sometimes some of us need to get a good wake-up call early on to remind us that this is a great opportunity. Don't mess this up. You can get a lot of great benefits and a great experience out of the organization if you stay within the parameters. So I had to go a year without being able to promote, obviously, as I shouldn't be able to. Now, I treated that as a wake-up call. I went back to my clinic, I kept my head down, and I acted like no one else was in the world. And I started to focus on doing the right thing, being the best sailor and corpsman I can be inside my clinic. I think I did that. Now, I, I went from SP, then I went, and it was in January, and I had six months, and I went, and I got my, you know, my next E3 eval in July. I went from SP to MP. Now, it wasn't a great eval, but it was promotable, and I was in above the middle of the stack of Corman in that department. You know, a- after I got in trouble and all that stuff, I got moved from medical records, and I got put in primary care doing sick call and I found a new enjoyment in doing patient care because I hated the lab at that point. I hated working in the medical records department. My LPO, for some reason, to this day, me and him stay in contact. He's about to retire, finally. (laughs) He's finally at the end of the tunnel, which is great. He kept looking out for me. Even though I was the troublemaker and I was his black mark because, you know, if if you have a sailor that goes NJP, it don't look good on you either. As a leader, it doesn't. But he never turned away and, and shunned me away. He actually took me in and took care of me for, for the rest of my time at that command. And, you know, that has to be part of the reason why I I turned it around. Uh, you know, I had a great... My girlfriend at the time, my wife now, we, we were in a great relationship, and I had a great chain of command... Uh, you know, I stopped hanging out with the, the wrong kinds of people. You know, I had everything to support me in turning my life around and turning the bad decisions into good ones. And I started focusing on being the best corpsman in the clinic, and I, I progressively gotten better and better at doing the job I was, the new job I was in. And then after I got my MPE val, the next however many months to a year, I became the, the trainer for the sick call clinic and the primary care. I was the person who trained everybody. So that, that tells me that 
I was doing something right. My LPO saw me as responsible enough to train new corpsmen who were coming in. If that doesn't help you stay on the up and up, I don't know what will. And then I left there with a transfer EP. Now, that doesn't mean anything as an E3. I mean, it does. It it significantly means something when you go from NJP, SP eval, MP eval to EP eval. And I'm not saying this in a bragging manner. I just want to say that even though I literally got bumped all the way down, made a huge hiccup, I was able to pick it back up and start going in a progressive path. But I always get reminded. I always see the, those records in my in my electronic record. As I was leaving that command, my, my chief said, troublemakers don't get awards. Don't expect to get anything as you leave here. I got a pat on the back and they took me out for lunch. That's, that was my go away for leaving that command. And I thought that was fair. I, I, there, in, no, in no way would I ever say, hey, I deserve an end of tour. No one should ever say they deserve an end of tour award. In fact, it should be a surprise on if you get an award or not. But I went to my next commands in E3. Why? Probably because I got in trouble and I got put back a year. But I went there with that transfer EP and made an E4. Hey, now we're making some steep progress. And then I worked my butt off in that clinic and became the the subject matter expert in the pediatric clinic, even though I hated working in pediatrics. I did not want to be there. Going from doing uh, all the treatment room procedures and sick call and all that stuff on on the on that population of people, and then going to saying, "Hey, you're going to do vitals for pediatrics." Not many people are going to want to do that. But I got pulled to a side by an officer and said, "Hey, just because you don't want to be here, and we can all tell." You got to do your best where you are. And I took that to heart. And I tried to be the best I could. And it worked out because then I got mapped to E5. So I don't care what your background is. So now looking at looking at sailors as a leader, don't use your past as to why you're not promoting, why you're, why you're not doing well, why you're not progressing. And I'm not just talking about rank. I'm talking about progressing in personal life, progressing in physical fitness, progressing in Corman skills. Don't let your past hiccups be the reason why you don't continue to develop in a positive manner. All right, so that's the moral of that story. I, I've been waiting for the right time to tell it. And there's some other times where I got, you know, kicked in the teeth, had to get woken up, even at that same command. Because it doesn't matter if you're, if, if you're overall progressing, you may still have some hiccups. You may still get knocked down a little bit. We're all human. We all make mistakes. And then as leaders, just because someone makes a mistake, don't knock them down completely and keep them down. Remember who you are. Remember where you came from because you weren't always the smart guy. You weren't always the most efficient corpsman. You weren't. You were, you were a nobody just like we all were when we first joined. Some of us need a couple hiccups to realize the great opportunity that we have. I'll see you in the next one. 